friends, welcome to Everyday Androvian, a podcast to help us walk closer with Jesus. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Mal. A.K.A. Member, Andrew Mallon. A.K.A. Andrew Mallon. Commonly and affectionately known as Mal. Well, hello, gentlemen. Yeah. It's lovely to be here. Be here on Everyday Androvian. Yeah. Indeed. Everyday Androvian. Is, is, uh, tell me, Androvian, is that the, uh, that'd be the adjectival form of Andrew, I take it? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you win the prize of a Chiquito, which <laughs> may or may not need to be sanitised before consumption. That's all right. I'll uh, sanitise the package, but the uh, Chiquito itself, I think I might just eat. Fantastic. Unadorned. Andrew, I was about to say, oh, sorry, Mal. Either way, you, Jono, Jonathan? You, Jono? Yeah, yeah, either will do. Jonathan? You right. have hit the metaphorical sanitised nail on the head. Androvian is the adjective form of Andrew. But there's also an everyday bit. So this is a podcast to help us uh, connect our Sunday life, so our church life, with the rest of the week, Monday to Saturday, Living for Jesus. And it's a house podcast, an in-house podcast, where we're trying to build a sense of identity as Christians who worship at this particular church. Mm, it's great to have Mal here because we could almost describe him as an everyday Androvian. 100%. Indeed, every day I am Andrew. All right, so Mal, maybe tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you from? What do you like to do? And what do you get up to during the week? Um, more my background. I grew up in Cheltenham, which isn't far from here. And my mm. mum and dad still live there. Uh, hi, mum and dad, if you're listening to this. Um, and they are. They are. Assume they <laughs> are. Let's assume they are. Um, and uh, what was the rest of your question? What about what my like story? What, what do I like to do? What do you get up to during the week? Oh, what do I get up to during the week? Well, obviously things have changed in the last little while, and I had a normally I had a week. Oh, okay. Normally, uh, normally I'm a high school math teacher mm. um, by day, and uh, during the evenings in my spare time, I tend to um, spend a few nights a week doing church things, be they um, youth group or my regular Bible study or a, um, a sign language Bible study uh, attached to my old church. And then other nights I tend to get involved in some theatrical endeavours, a uh, bit of musical theatre. Tend of, to get involved in, you make it sound naughty. <laughs> yeah, do I? Does that sound naughty? Oh, I, I'm, I tend to get involved in theatrical things. Yes, that's right. Well, it's, it's true. What tends to be your involvement, Mel? Um, well, it's, if, if it's a school production, then I'm usually doing um, organising the tech crew and lighting and audio, that kind of thing, and um, the stuff I do in my own time. Um, I'm often stage managing um, a musical at a Parramatta Riverside Theatre. Mm. Mm, it's good fun. A couple of times a year that happens. Nice. Mm. It's wonderful that we have creative people in the everyday Androvian community. All right, Mal, you are a Christian. Correct. And we're interested in uh, you picking maybe one significant influence upon you becoming a Christian, mm. if you could speak to that a bit. Well, I think um, the, the time that I was uh, convicted of the truth of the gospel was uh, when I was a, a much younger uh, kid, about age 10, and I was on a Camp Howard camp. So that was run by the old Anglican Youth Department, which is now YouthWorks. And uh, I went on a camp there and there are a couple of, uh, couple of people, one my, my little group leader and two was the, the director of the camp there who um, made it really clear to me throughout the week there was a difference between um, 
being a churchgoer and being a Christian. And uh, it was that week that God really uh, convicted me of, um, I suppose, my sin and that there was more to that, that there was more to being a Christian than just attending church. And this was this had been news to me, and I thought I kind of was a Christian. And so it was nice to then um, have a bit more of the story. And it was that week that I made a commitment to be truly the thing I thought I was. Mm. Wonderful. So how old were you then, Mel? Uh, only 10. 10. And um, you thought you were a Christian. Well, I sort of, I sort of assumed it. I hadn't really thought much about it. Uh, up until that point, did you have a church background? Yeah, so uh, so we we went to church as a family from from the time I was born, and um, and so I knew Bible stories and I prayed and all sorts of things, but I I didn't really understand what it meant to to trust Jesus, and for that matter, I'm not sure I still do fully understand what it means to trust Jesus. Um, so there's been a it's been a long process from there. From there, there was a, a big period of growth, I suppose, when I soon after I left school, where I I took on an adult understanding, I think, of what it meant uh, to be a Christian, and really understood a lot more of the the nuts and bolts of the Bible and the, the mechanics of of, uh, of atonement and salvation and, and all sorts of things that that gave me a um, a more adult understanding of what was going on. But but it was that that time back when I was ten that I made that that commitment and gave my life to Christ then. Uh, wonderful. Hmm. And so you're you obviously attend St Andrews now. How did you wind up here? Was this the church you attended as a family? No. So uh, so my family and I went elsewhere. And the, the church we were going around the time when I finished school uh, had very few people my age there. And um, and so when a mate of mine, a good mate of mine, uh, hello Ed, if you're listening, um, assume he is uh, I'll with your right, parents, with my, my parents, <laughs> socially distanced. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a good mate of mine uh, invited me along here, and uh, and I started coming, and and I found I found I made friends, and I found that I had heard challenging teaching, and uh, combined with going to campus Bible study at uh, the University of New South Wales, um, I was getting a lot more a lot more meaty Bible teaching than I had in my past. And so that was a real time of growth combined with uh, one of one of your predecessors, Josh, one of, one of the assistant ministers here, a guy called Chris, who now works down in Albury. Chris Little, hello if, uh, if you're listening. I'll, I'll assume... You know where he's listening I'll, from. I'll assume, <laughs> I'll assume he is. Um, uh, he, he took a number of, of us uh, sort of um, young university age types under his wing um, while we were here, while he was here and we were here and uh, took us through a number of um, PTC courses, the, the, the more college uh, correspondence course and led us through those. And, and so, yeah, a kind of, yeah, big time of growth, as I said, as a Christian when I was, after I'd just left school. So that's how I ended up at St Andrews. Cool. And to home in now on a specific thing about St Andrews, you're at the 6pm service. Indeed. So what do you like about that service? Why are you mal at 6pm? Why am I at 6pm? Uh, well, I like it because it's small enough that I can, I can know everyone. So I, um, if someone new comes along to 6pm, then um, I know they're new because I haven't seen them before. Scoop them up. Uh, yeah, well, it's 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 really nice, and it's it's I mean, yes, in a sense, but also it's really nice to be able to get to know someone, yeah. and and not have that awkward feeling of three weeks later I see them and or 
five or six or seven weeks later, I see them perhaps for the first time and go up and introduce myself as though they're new. And then and then they say, well, actually, I've been coming here for a couple of months and I feel awkward and they feel awkward. And um, Awkwardness anyway. equals bad. Well, not always, but but sometimes. Um, and so it's nice to it's nice to just know where you stand, be able to welcome people well, yep. and 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 get to know people a smaller number of people well. So while it'd be nice for it to grow, and we'd love to have more people uh, come along tonight, church. It's also nice that it is small, that we do get to know each other, um, and that we all we all pitch in. Um, there are, there aren't there aren't any passengers at, at night church. Everyone. Everyone's invested and involved, and I really like that about it too. Nice. You're very good at welcoming Mal. I saw you just the other day having a conversation with Jonathan's dad. Oh, yeah. It was nice to meet Jonathan's dad. He was a visitor. He'd just come to watch Jonathan preach, and there you were, straight across, welcoming welcoming him in. Your uh, I, response I just time, want... Mal, is impressive. Oh, is it? I've seen it in action previously. Yeah. I was, so I I was can sitting, second Josh. I was sitting, I was sitting nearby, uh, so it, that helped, but... Also, just secretly, I wanted to, to get another perspective on John o. Adams and understand the ah. the man that is, now is there any secondary sits agenda? at a uh, at a appropriate social distance from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that you can reveal to the listeners that you learnt that night? Yes, that might acquire Out in the us open. a little more with. I am unafraid. The podcast host. Well, um, I think uh, I think Jono's dad is a, a very keen thinker and an intelligent man too. Oh, Jono's nice sort of Wincing. exactly that's a good word for it. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, no, no. And uh, also, his, his dad is a still works at a school, but is a former teacher, and so uh, that was interesting to to learn about him and some of his thoughts on on teaching and the the good and the bad of of that profession. Hmm. Yeah, wonderful. You mentioned um, one of the important things for you um, at St. Andrews was like hearing some good teaching, mm. God's word, very important in our Christian lives. Um, is there anything from God's word you've been reflecting on lately that's, I don't know, particularly um, lit a spark for you or something that you've learnt about God? Look, um, I've been in a few different places looking uh, through the book of, of Romans at the moment mm. and um, and that's been that's mm. been... Good to go back through through texts that I've looked at in the past, but but to really think about um, how how much it is in God's hands that, that that we are chosen and and that it's not not anything to do with my you know my my church upbringing or or uh, where I happen to be or how how smart or how lucky or how how good or how bad I am, but but really just that it's God's. Um, it, it's simply God's choice, and I don't quite understand it. But all I can do is, is thank Him for it that that He that He chose me before the beginning of time um, to to be one of His, and that's always a, a humbling thought and a a thought that um, yeah makes me makes me realise um, that that I've been that I'm His that I'm I'm bought by Him owned by Him and that that my life should really uh, reflect that reality um, probably a great deal more than it does. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a comforting thought. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Times are uncertain and we don't really know what's going on in our world, isn't it? Yeah. And we kind of want to enter into that now. So it's, it's, there are different levels of difficulty for different people, you know, confronting what's going on right now. Mm. Um, so just briefly give us an idea of how has this present crisis sort of affected your everyday life 
the the truth is that at this stage it hasn't affected it a great deal. Right. Um, I've uh, the the main ways that it has been affected is by my uh, regular and, and sometimes irregular life events being cancelled, be mm-hmm. they um, birthday parties or or get-togethers with friends or theater performances. Uh, the, well, indeed, indeed. To, to, so there was <laughs> at one point I was I was looking forward to the the year eleven play at school, mm. um, uh, a musical at Parramatta in in July August, and the musical at school in October November. Yep. And the the first two of those have been now been cancelled or postponed, mm. uh, and so I've found myself with a lot more time, but a lot more a lot less to sort of look forward to in, in that sense in, yeah, in, in yeah. the immediate future, um, with with church and Bible studies and youth group being being put online. That uh, you know that just gives me a bit more travel time. So really, it's just been holes opening up in the diary uh, more than anything. Sure. Um, and uh, but but it's been. Oh, I think I think it'll change when I I should probably start thinking a bit more about how we can do things like Bible study and and youth group and and indeed um, teaching at school online uh, really well rather than just doing them. Uh, up until this point, I think it's been all right. Quick scramble around, get things online. Um, all right, we're all meeting. We're all in a we're all in a video chat. Great, let's move on. But now I think that we've we've. You know, we're starting to, or, or some people are starting to, and, and we, we will over the next little while, I imagine, start to settle into that mode. Um, it's a matter of thinking carefully about how do we do that now well, not just doing it. Mm. Yeah. And in, in closing, we want to briefly explore how do you apply your Christian identity to, to the coronavirus? How, how does being a Christian help you um, just get through this difficult time. Yeah, I, I think, I think the the big thing about this virus is the, the unknowns. Things are changing so rapidly. How will it play out? Will we be in the position of of Italy in a few weeks' time? Um, will we or will we close the borders and 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 um, board ourselves up here and and you know avoid avoid any serious serious um repercussions uh, you know we just don't know will we be will we be able to walk the streets next week we just don't know so all the all the uncertainties there um i've got no idea what's going to happen none of us does but but we know that god does we know that um not only does he know what's going to happen but he's got it all under control and not not a, a tiny thing happens that that isn't um isn't by his hand and so um knowing that a a good god who who loves us and wants the very best uh for for his you know creatures um is is the one in control is a very comforting thing so no matter what might happen um we know that we know that it's um uh, you know it's under in in god's hands but also i suppose the the eternal picture and whatever does happen here you know if this turns out to be a a huge disaster. Um, then, then we know that um, for those who who trust in in Jesus, the um, there's eternity with Him to be had, um, no matter how this this mess ends. Whether it, whether it, we come out, you know, all right on the other side, or, or or it's a you know terrible disaster in the end. We just don't know, but we do know that um, that yeah, for those who trust in Him, He, he has um, eternal life in in heaven. So it's a, a wonderful promise to to hold on to and. Uh, and a certainty. Um, I remember um, speaking to one of my classes last year, and and 
um, you know, in a moment where where the the conversation sort of turned to to what's in the Bible and, and what God's plans are. And um, one of my students, when, when I was talking about the, the confidence I had in in my salvation, and I knew where I'd be going uh, when I died, he said, "Well, if you were diagnosed with." you know, a terminal illness tomorrow and you knew you had a week left to live, what, what would you be doing? And I said, well, I'd probably be trying to convince you of the truth of the gospel. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, I, and, I, and I think that, that really struck him as, as oh, like, oh, so you, you, you're, you really know that you're okay and you're not worried about, you know, tidying things up and, or, or sorting out your life before, um, before you go. And um, so it was, yeah, good to, good to know I suppose that we as Christians have do have that confidence and that certainty. And in a time of uncertainty, I've been starting to think recently how we can then be um, be helping others, you know, understand the comfort and the certainty that we do have, and how we can how we can be um, sharing that with them. And I think uh, often just just being there um, for them um, and being able to yeah, being able to share simple things like the um, you know the certainty we have that that God has things under control might be a good way of um, you know, starting those conversations. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it sounds like you had a great opportunity with that student, and who knows where he is now? Well, exactly. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, he's reflecting on that. Yeah. If he's listening in today as well, well which we I assume he is, can along with he Ed, Chris, your parents, and my dad. Yeah, indeed. That's the, that's the hope. All right. That'd be an amazing thing. We need a, a, a snap of all of them together, a selfie of them listening into the quintessential <laughs> everyday and drove in here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, Mal, it's been great having you here today. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing some of your story, some of your wisdom, some of your thoughts on life. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And uh, looking forward to, uh, we've got a, I don't know, an hour or so before we uh, check in online for, um, for Bible study tonight. Looking Zoom forward to it. Bible the show study. must go on. Indeed. To use theatrical language. Oh, thank you. Nicely done. Yeah. Well done. Thanks, Mal. <laughs> Thanks, Jono. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. Talk to you later. By the way, Neo Rose wrote and performed our theme song.